This episode brought to you by That Thing You Just Thought About. Whatever that thing was, here it is. You should buy it. Maybe you were talking to a friend about that thing, and now you see an ad for it on your search query. Maybe you looked that thing up once, 45 hours ago. Maybe that thing was something you just bought and are looking at right now. It doesn't matter. Buy it again. That thing you just thought about is all the rage. Make sure you get it for a steal right now. That thing you just thought about. Don't find us. We'll find you. Hello and welcome to Horror Movie Talk, an opinionated and accidentally funny horror movie review show. Your schlubby hosts each week are Bryce Hansen, the cool collected nihilist, and David Day, a pasta salad with extra ranch. New theatrical releases always get priority, but we also review older horror movies, both good and horrible. I'm David Day. I'm Bryce Hansen. And today we've got one heck of a show for you guys. Let me tell you. Ma! Hey, ma! Hey, mama! Hey, mama! Hey, mama! Today we're going to be talking about... Um, bright burn again. Bright burn again. <laughs> no, we're going to be talking, of course, about ma. We'll start out by giving hey, ma, a. Can we get some meatloaf? <laughs> Sorry. Hey ma, can we get some meatloaf? Yeah. Hey ma. Today, well, we'll start out by giving a brief review and our score for the movie. We score on a scale of one to ten. One being very bad. Five being totally average, and ten being so good that it transcends genre boundaries. I got mushy mouth today. After we give our yeah, after we give our score, we'll get into spoilers and take a deeper dive into what we liked and hated about the film, my babies. But and later we will be doing taglines, a perennial favorite, a game where we think up taglines, alternate taglines for the movie. Or just joke around about the movie. It's kind of devolved into a little less rigid of a format than it, uh-huh. yeah. than it yeah. once was. Uh, and then we will also be doing some horror movie news because there's some notable shit coming up. So, but first, we're going to talk about our website. Check us out at horrormovietalk.com. There you will find links to all of our social media, including Facebook, Twitter, The Gram. Reddit, we got uh, YouTube, we got people, we have LinkedIn. We're everywhere. We have LinkedIn. LinkedIn's helpful. If you want to connect to Horror Movie Talk on a professional level. LinkedIn. Go ahead and check us out on LinkedIn. (laughs) Also, if you want to help the show out, oh, we post new new episodes every Wednesday, so make sure to subscribe and leave a review of the podcast on iTunes. That really helps us out, my babies, because because let me tell you, let me tell you, <laughs> we need 200 There's, iTunes reviews. Uh, almost every episode, you come up with like a new thing that you want to push, Yeah, and I can't tell. Right now, it's my babies. Oh, my babies. I, I want to know where that's from. I don't know. Because sometimes you just straight up steal stuff from Adam Carolla or your mom's house. I like, guess it's from Bob's Burgers. I'm like, okay, we're doing this now. I guess it's from Bob's Burgers. My baby. Okay. My babies. <laughs> <laughs> Little water babies. <laughs> um, <laughs> but we are trying to get to the 200 review mark on iTunes so we can become 
uh, so we can have our childhood dreams fulfilled and become <laughs> Rotten Tomato reviewers. Right. Uh, but featured on Rotten Tomato. And we're, I mean, we're almost there. We're 5% of the way there. Almost 5% of the way there. 10%. 10%? 20 reviews? Oh, yeah. I guess that makes sense. Yeah. 10%. Almost 10% the way there. So you... Because I think we have 19. Yeah. So just create a bunch of fake accounts. Give us a bunch <laughs> of reviews. It'll be great. Steal your parents' phone, if it's an iPhone, and leave us a review. Mm-hmm. You can support the podcast by buying uh, anything on Amazon as long as you go to our website first, horrormovietalk.com, and click through the green button in the header of our website. It says spend money on Amazon, and then we get a little little taste of that. Adds nothing extra to your transaction. Uh, you can also... Other than just a sense of satisfaction of helping out a, a fledgling podcast. Yeah, you'd be, you be... I mean, you get to get those feel-good feels, mm-hmm. which are always nice to feel because they feel good. You can also support us by heading on over to Shudder, which is the horror movie and show streaming platform, S-H-U-D-D-E-R dot com, and entering the code HMT at checkout for Horror Movie Talk. That gets you in a 30-day free trial to that service, and instead of this stupid normal seven-day free trial that we hate so much... Um, so go ahead and head on over there to Shutter, support us that way. And finally, last plug, you can become a patron on Patreon if you would like by similarly, similar to the Amazon way, just head to our website, click the button at the top, says become a patron. And then you can get in early to the found, the horror movie talk. Whoa. Whoa. Horror movie talk. Founding members, members, members. That was disjointed. So you can go ahead and become a a Horror Movie Talk founding member. And with that, you get grandfathered into all future brackets of Patreon patronage. And uh, right now we got, we got, I'd like to say thank you to our four patrons, which has grown by two since last week. That's a double. That's doubling our numbers. It's incredible. It's unprecedented. It will, may never happen again. Yeah, I'm, I'm incredibly surprised at the generosity of people that want to support podcasts. Because, I mean, we started the Patreon mostly to lock in like a lower rate because they were increasing their rates in uh, May. Yeah, I wasn't expecting anyone <laughs> <laughs> to be honest, and. uh Good thing uh, David has friends because a lot of <laughs> a lot of them uh, are very generous. Um, between last week and this week, we we got new two new patrons. I want to thank Tracy A and Adrian. I don't know what his also last a- name starts. Adrian A. Adrian A. Yeah. So uh, thank you. Yeah, very and, much. And, and Jessica and Brad. And Jessica and Brad, who we've mentioned before. Um, just uh, so you know. I think we're going to do the one tier for Horror Movie Talk founding members uh, for one more month. And what that's going to entail is, since you are the first, you will get every benefit in perpetuity as long as you're a patron. So um, even if we stop doing that tier and and replace it with another tier that has less stuff in it. um, Your grandmother or fathered in. your, Your, yes. So uh hop on that hop on that train you know got some while, ideas while you still uh 
Well, you still can. We've already released some uh, patron-exclusive content this last week, which includes an afterpod, um, just extended talk period where it's a little free form. Uh, we usually talk to each other after we finish the episode, and it's more of just like letting it roll, and you Shooting get to the shit. hear it unedited and hear about our lives a little bit. And then we hear also about what a white supremacist Bryce is. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Everyone knows David's the racist one. I'm not. Um, then we also uh, posted an episode on us talking about the uh, HBO slash Sky series Chernobyl. And we did a, a mini pod on episode one of that. Both of those, uh, I've I went back and listened to both of those episodes on that are exclusive Patreon episodes, and I thought they were both <laughs> as good or better than <laughs> than than a normal horror movie talk episode, just because they are freeform and uh, and boy, man, that Chernobyl show, goddamn, yeah, it's riveting. So, anyways, check out our our Patreon, uh, hop on it. Well, you can get the Horror Movie Talk founding member status, and uh, you'll uh, get all the benefits in perpetuity. And once we change it up, then, you know, $5 won't get you as much, I don't think. Yeah, probably not. So. Then you'll be then you'll have missed that train. That train has sailed mm-hmm. or something. <laughs> Left the station. All right. So thanks again for listening, and let's get into the show. As I mentioned, we went and saw meh, I mean, uh, ma, <laughs> oops, a little Freudian slip there, Bryce, oops, oops. Hey, ma! <laughs> we saw it in theaters, uh, we saw it separately, because Bryce hurt his little foot, <laughs> oh, go fell down, go boom, boom, hurt his foot, oh, a good guy. Actually, it's pretty impressive, uh, he hasn't shared the photos of the gore with uh, any of you, but he has with me, and uh, let me tell you, <laughs> some shit went down with Bryce's toe. Uh, it's we can get into it later. I think I think we should get into the episode and okay. let it happen organically. Okay, so we went and saw Ma in theaters, and it was nothing new or exciting. Uh, if you take the stalker sub- subgenre of horror or thrillers and add an Academy Award winner and a cast of pretty teens, you have Ma. It's uh, very by the books. Ma is an interesting enough movie that features darn good acting and solid direction. My problem with Ma is that it's not notable enough to spend your money on it. It feels like many of the straight-to-streaming entries that Netflix provides us with. It's solid, but ultimately forgettable. So here's the trailer. Are you going to meet a boy? No sex or booze. Okay. What? Let's get filthy. Excuse me, can you buy some booze for my friends and I? Not interested. Please? Heal. There's my girl. This never happened, okay? Thanks again for doing this, ma'am. You guys want to party like rock stars? Follow me. Let's get drunk! The bar is open. What do you think? We don't know this chick. Ain't much, but it's all you. Cool basement. You're free to do whatever you want down here, but nobody go upstairs. This is so sick. Welcome to Mars. What? Love Ma. It's five o'clock somewhere. 
How did she get our numbers? You know where the party is. Mm. Joe's earrings are beautiful, Maggie. You got a sweet mama, huh? Who are you with? Just some kids from school. You have a boyfriend. <laughs> Men are dogs. There's something off about Ma. Seriously? She's homeless. And her basement's pretty much the best drinking spot in town. We can't go up there. Shh. What the hell? Thanks for these earrings. What happened last night? You don't remember, do you? Are you guys mad at me for something? I don't want to hang out at Ma's anymore. Someone. Nice to meet you, Maggie. We went to high school together. Why is my son? He smelled just like your daddy. Spending time at your house. Hey guys, that bitch is crazy. Probably something wrong with me. How does it feel to be on the outside looking in? Let's get this party turned up. Hey Bryce. What? Don't make me drink alone. 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 Yeah, don't make me drink alone. I thought that that line is stuck in my head so much. And even watching the movie, every time I or whenever I think of the movie, I think of that. You make me drink alone. Don't make me drink alone. Don't make me drink alone. You make me drink alone pretty much all the time. (laughs) Ma can be found in theaters. It was just released this last weekend. And it follows Maggie, a new kid, played by Diana Silvers, who, as I said, is new in town, just having moved from the West Coast to this town in the Midwest where her mother, Erica, played by Juliette Lewis, is from. Juliette Lewis. Remember her? Remember her? Maggie quickly befriends a group of gorgeous teens, and they begin their quest to party. The most important part of any party quest is finding an adult to buy you booze, and Ma, played by Octavia Spencer, fills that niche nicely. As the group continues in their quest to party, they realize that they need a safe, a safe place, a safe space to party. Another niche that Ma is happy to fill by giving them her basement but nothing else don't go upstairs damn it finally their quest to party leads them to back to ma's uh back to ma's house over and over again but now it's the teens who must fill a niche ma's need for acceptance and control as the group becomes less enthusiastic about ma's parties ma becomes more and more overbearing until she has a full break with reality and becomes basically unhinged I don't know uh, what I thought about uh, what I thought movie reviewing was going to be about when I started doing it, Bryce. Uh, it's not a terribly glamorous thing because of movies like Ma. This movie didn't commit any mortal sins, and frankly, it was pretty well done. It's just kind of forgettable and uninteresting, which adds to the tedium of much of my life. Yeah, I mean, I I disagree. Oh, that saying this is a mediocre movie mm. like i thought it was 
pretty good. Like it, oh. it exceeded my expectations, especially the trailer. I mean, it pretty much delivers what the trailer gives you, but there were some well-worn paths that they could have gone down that they didn't. And I respect that a lot. Sure. Um, but there just didn't seem to be any stakes. Like it just wasn't very, it just wasn't a very compelling premise. And I didn't, I like at the end of it, I just walked away going, well, some, I was some good acting and, uh, boy, just a boner of a story. Like I just didn't care. It was like, Hmm, that's interesting. I wonder, I wonder why I did and you didn't. Hmm. Um, well, let's. Why don't you give your score? For yeah. It? So my I don't sc- think we're that far off on the score, but I think in, in terms of like the diagnosis, yeah, of the movie, we're, so, we're, we differ. Yeah. So this is this is this is an interesting movie, right? So I give this a six out of ten. Now, the Prodigy we gave a five out of ten because we just couldn't justify going any lower than that. But God, it was boring. This was not as nearly as boring. Right. This was an interesting movie that was well acted and and well directed. Um, it's just the story just kind of bored me. And so so for that reason, I'll go, you know, it's a little bit better than average, but it just won't stick with me. And I would never record. I'd never be like, you know what movie you should check out? Ma. Like, mm. see, I, I, I give it a seven. And I, I think that's like where it, it passes um, recommendation stage. Like, I think you should see it hmm. in the theaters. I think it, it warrants a viewing. Um, I, it's probably a low seven for hmm. me, um, but it passes six, which is just, just slightly better than average. I think it's actually a really, um, well made, like you said, well acted. And I think I just value those things a little more. <laughs> yeah. I like, think, I think you do. It's like, uh, it's surprisingly rare to have like a really good well acted villain in in horror movies and not just like over the top um it's, it's really essential to this kind of movie as well i'm going to get into that later on in in my review because the villain has to be good yeah. and octavia spencer i mean you can't say anything really bad about her the the script is okay um it's it uses a little bit of shorthand there are some things that they could have gone into a little more detail like for example um they talk about this i wrote this down um for example the protagonist says oh i can't go hang out with you guys uh she just got invited to a party and she's like oh sorry i can't go out with you guys my mom and me are going to the music festival that night and i was like the music festival like yeah. <laughs> if you it feels like that was like shorthand like you're supposed to replace that later <laughs> with like let's let's give the music festival a name right the bluegrass hoedown yeah <laughs> yeah we're going to you know the the blues music festival yeah. or something uh, or like you know papa handy's music festival or just something just give it a name to make it feel more realistic papa handy's touchy palace so it was like a couple of those things were like, okay, placeholder idea. Um, yeah, but, but I don't think they got in the way of anything. No, and I think it might have actually gotten in the way. As I was thinking about it more, I was like, that kind of thing, like, if you make it into more of a thing, then it feels weird if it's not part of the story. Yeah, if it's not fleshed like, out. If you don't go to, you know, the uh, 
you know, Brightburn Community Music Festival. Yeah. At some time time in the story, you're like, well, why did they even mention that? Yeah. But kind of stuff like that where it's not as fleshed out, but the acting and the directing just overcomes any short... um, any shortness in the script, I don't shortcoming know. or any shortcoming in the script. Um, but yeah, I, I really liked I really liked the characters. I really liked like the premise, and I liked that they didn't go necessarily cheap on the payoff. So when I saw the trailer, I I thought, okay, she's got like someone she's torturing up and up up top. Yeah, you know that's oh, why you whoa, can't whoa. go up there. It's not getting into spoilers. Like, no, I thought she that's was gonna, not a spoiler. By I the thought way. she was going to be like, yeah, have like a torture chamber with kids, and that this whole thing was a ploy to get the kids. I didn't even care. up there. I did not even care. And then, I just, like, what's what, what's the movie? Oh yeah, like Greta. I thought it was going to be like the Greta, um, concept of she just luring these kids in to take advantage of them somehow. And that's not what it happened. That's not what it was. No, it. But it just. It just. I mean, what it was wasn't any more interesting. You know, it was. It's just kind of a revenge story. You know, and uh, and th- that's fine. But I saw it coming a mile away, and it just what just didn't tickle my dickle at all. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I think it was just the fact that it was so well made and it was engaging to me. Um, yeah, maybe I wasn't like, um, on the edge of my seat, like what's going to happen to these people. Um, but I really did want to know what happened to Ma, like what, what the stuff that happened to her was. But even the things that happened to her were underwhelming. It was like, ah, (laughs) it's like, okay, cool. Everybody, everybody hates high school. Oh yeah. Sorry. Spoilers. Spoilers. That was a good one. All right. So, so yeah, I just spoiled the whole movie anyway. Yeah. Um. <laughs> hmm. So if you want to know what happened to Ma, I could I could probably uh, she, she got, I could probably clip some of that out in the post. Fine. So yeah, if you want to know what happened to Ma, uh, she was tricked into giving a blowjob. Yeah. It, who cares? Like, I mean, I get it that that's that that's a. That's a quote-unquote high-stakes thing, but it's not a high-stakes thing to build a horror movie around. Like, I, I, I... And ultimately, it was just like... How does that... I don't know. It just seemed dumb. It just... It was like, all right, so she... So she got taken advantage of, and and she's better about it. But... That doesn't make her the monster that she became in this movie. I mean, I guess it did, but, but damn, like, I, I don't know. I, I don't, it has to be more interesting than what it was. Yeah. I mean, to get me like to go, oh, well, this is now interesting. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> well, I'm going to, I'm going to ask you to give me a blowjob in this janitor's closet. Okay. Are you, are you sure? Yeah, well, yeah, just I do mean, it. I guess you can say that, but I mean, 
did getting a bucket of pig's blood drop on you, did that warrant, like, killing an entire, you know, right. arena full of children? Well, yeah, like that Carrie? was... Well, but in Carrie, though, there's some interesting backstory to Carrie, right? Her, her mom is profoundly overpowering in, in her life, and you get to see that behind the scenes all the time. You get to see Carrie every straw on, that, that gets piled on her back throughout the movie, starting with that starting scene, which, by the way, is, I like iconic right like a bunch of naked girls in the shower and then she gets her period and you just can't like you just can't imagine anything more embarrassing than a bunch of a bunch of your peers making fun of you for something that you can't control and Mm -hmm. yet you have no hand in like there are stakes that gets raised in carrie and in ma it's like we learn half it's it's almost like halfway through the movie the writers went oh fuck there are no stakes and then (laughs) And then they're like, oh, a white guy tricks her into giving him a blowjob in the janitor's closet. And then he makes fun of her in front of the whole student body. Yeah, I think the stakes are that just she can't she can't overcome it over time. And like something something small and like traumatic, emotionally traumatic like that, if you can't let it go, will just grow and fester to the point where it drives you insane. That's definitely true. Like, I can attest to that for sure. <laughs> so, I mean... It's just my life isn't compelling, and neither is Moss. <laughs> to, me, it, to me, it works, because obviously if you're, you know, middle-aged and you're still thinking about that one time that you're really, really, really embarrassed in high school to the point where it's overwhelming your life and it and directs your decisions and it and i think the film did a pretty good job of like showing the obsession and her going down the road of like yeah of no return because she makes the choice to like investigate these kids lives and it shows her making these choices while being a detriment to her professional life right <laughs> one of my favorite continuing <laughs> threads through the whole movie is how shitty of a, a, of shitty a worker of a, she is of, a, of an employee she is <laughs> like octavia Al- can you fucking get this dog prepped for <laughs> allison janney is the, the yeah. uh, veterinarian that she's octavia great. spencer works i wish for. she was in more of the movie i love yeah her. she's like did you prep this fucking dog <laughs> like what the fuck are you doing why why am I phone. why am I answering the phone? Yeah. You're right there. Yeah. I'm the veterinarian. You're the veterinarian's assistant. <laughs> assist, assist. <laughs> it doesn't like I mean it doesn't make a big deal of it, but it's just a through line of it. I mean, eventually she kills the vet the vet, right? Uh, I think yeah. I think that was her in the cage. I don't think that was Mercedes. Oh yeah. Yeah, but, no, it wasn't Mercedes cuz she well, okay, we're getting yeah. we're getting way ahead yeah, of the Yeah, we're getting ahead of ourselves. But anyways, like let's uh yeah, let's talk about the plot. I think I think it did a pretty good job. And I I was reminded throughout like uh Ma's character um reminded me a lot of Annie Wilkes from Misery. Yes, just very obsessive, very yeah. like detached from right. reality. Little maybe a little on the spectrum. Yeah. Maybe. And I think I think uh it made it interesting to me. See, and now we're getting into now we're really getting into the 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 nitty gritty of what mo- movies are about, right? Or any art, right? It may not speak to to some people, and for for any number of reasons, like your backstory means everything, right? Right. So if there's something you can identify with, or that you that you very heavily agree with, or that that upsets Sorry, you, 
then then yeah, it's is going to be a more compelling premise to you. But um, but you know, I mean, it just tickles everybody's dickle at different levels. Mm-hmm. It's different dick tickling levels throughout. So who knows? Mm-hmm. So let's get into let's let's go let's go through the story we the way we normally would because we we got passionate about that. So first of all, Juliette Lewis playing the not unhinged the 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 normal person in this movie. I was immediate. I was immediately like, "Fuck! It's Juliet Lewis. Heads are gonna fucking roll." <laughs> you know, like she's she's all. Her, I mean, I, obviously, I just go to natural natural born killers immediately. Yeah, I think of her as like the teenager and stuff. Like, yeah, that as, too. Um, Juliet Lewis is one of those actresses that. When she was younger, I was always kind of annoyed when she was in a film. Yeah. I'm like, eh. Yeah. But she's, when I see her now, she's like a really good actress, probably because she's been doing it for a long time yeah. now. And I got to tell you, like, she's holding up pretty good. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So she was the mom of of our of our main character, um, whose name escapes me right now, Maggie. And... Uh, and yeah, she did a she did a great job. And uh, but man, I, I I see her and just immediately go to if you've never if if anyone in the audience has never never seen Natural Born Killers, it is it's a it's shocking that that movie got made. But it happened around the same time that a lot of those really terrifically shocking splatter sort of oh, way over-the-top movies got made, right? The early 90s, late 80s and early 90s. So it's like you got Brain Dead, um, or um, uh, it's also called Dead Alive. You, you know, got, I've, I've never actually watched Natural Born Killers. Oh, it is. It's I, a fucking ride, man. I started it. I think we were at a, I was at a sleepover, and we started it and just never got into it. Like it. All I remember is Key Lime Pie. That's the only thing I remember from it. And uh, that... It was written by Tarantino, right? Um, I think he had some part of I think, it. I think it was written by Tarantino. It was directed by Oliver Stone. Yeah, that sounds right. Um, it's it's one heck of a trip. It is a it's a more of a commentary than like it's kind of a commentary on society. I, th- I feel like, but uh, but man, is it shocking? And it's and it's very clearly intended to be. You know, it's it's just over the top for the sake of being over the top and very and hard to watch. But uh, but tremendous movie and very interesting and uh, and if you want to see some fucking weird shit uh, that Juliet Lewis uh, does, <laughs> then <laughs> watch Natural Born Killers. All right, yeah. So uh, so she was the mom. Uh, the, an interesting line from the start of the movie. So Maggie is new in town. She gets into the school. She's eating her lunch in the library. And all alone, and this swath of kids come in, and they're like joking around. They're like, "Oh, you must be the new kid. Don't worry, I'm not like a lesbian or anything." What kind of intro line is that? <laughs> some kid, some kid walks up to me and he's like, "Oh, you must be the new kid. Don't worry, I'm not gay." Eh. I'd be like, "Okay, well, it was yeah, all right, yeah." <laughs> I don't know. It was interesting and funny to me. I mm-hmm. thought it was a, it was an interesting. She was the the girl talking to her was very forward. Right. She was like really very interested in and in learning about her. Who are you? Yeah. 
but yeah. I, yeah, I thought they that was a good int- character introduction because she was like very talkative and very forward, and it explained like, no, I'm not attracted to you. I was the new kid last year, and this is just what I'm like. Is right. like what comes across. Right, and there's you know you you mentioned the you mentioned the music festival line, and uh-huh. now I'm starting to realize that I wrote down a lot of like one off liners, right? That were very similar, which is the next one. So she gets she starts hanging with this swath of kids who are like they're not lesbians or anything, but uh, but they're hanging out in their van, and they're you know they're smoking and. Uh-huh. And uh, well, they're not smoking. Well, they are smoking, and then they're also vaping. And they pass the vape to her, and, and she's like, "No thanks." And they're like, "What? You don't vape?" <laughs> and that was the reaction that David had because he's a huge vapor. I don't vape at all. Like, <laughs> he's just spitting out massive clouds, big fat clouds of vape. I I really don't. I don't. Just vaping all the time. Mm-hmm. He's vaping right now. So here's the load. If you hear a- <laughs> <laughs> He's like spinning tornadoes every, and stuff. Every doing... time I've taken a big, you know, a big hit off of one of those uh, uh, big old fancy vapey things, I just go into fits because it, first of all, it's gross. Like I, I, the tobacco ones where you get these big clouds, if it's like, it covers your body in like a film of oily grossness. Really? Oh, it's, <laughs> I don't you love it. Let me tell you, like, I'm not a smoker. But cigarettes are a much easier sell. Really? <laughs> yeah, because um, they don't make you feel like, I don't know, like fresh out the trailer. <laughs> kind of. <laughs> As much. Which is saying something, because cigarettes kind of fresh out the trailer. Yeah. So here's the lowdown on Ma. Uh, you've seen it already. Uh, remember Greta? Yeah, same movie, essentially. Have you seen The Gift? If not, you should watch that instead of Ma, in my opinion, because it's actually scary and keeps the audience on their toes. In fact, here's a list of movies that do a much better job of accomplishing essentially the same story as Ma, uh, but did give you a more interesting product in the end. Yeah, I think it's worth saying, we can go over this list too, but it's worth saying that on the spectrum of horror versus thriller Mm -hmm. this is very much more on the thriller side like it but all of these all of these are the same it only delves it only really dips its toe in the horror water at the very end when she's like doing some some shit wacky shit yeah and and most of these on this list are very comparable to ma right so we got cape fear very comparable to ma i'd go with the 90s version uh one hour photo uh, very similar. Red Eye. Cape Fear also has uh, Juliet Lewis in it. Yeah, it does. Very, very, very young Juliet. There's a. I saw a clip on YouTube of who is it? Um, so watch Cape Fear. What a great uh, movie that was. Who's Who's the actress that did Marsha Clark in that OJ series? I don't. I don't know. I'm not that guy, man. Oh, I can see her. Anyway, she did a really great impression of Juliet Lewis in. In Cape Fear. <laughs> Are you that guy that's <laughs> trying to murder my dad? Oh, my God. Oh, my God. So we also got Red Eye. It's a 2005 movie uh, about a flight, a plane flight. Was that an obsessive guy? I can't remember. I saw it, but I don't remember that that was like a revenge story kind of thing. It was, uh, he was, he was sitting next to her. He was kind of stalkery. Okay. Fear. You got Misery. Mm-hmm. which we already mentioned. Fatal Attraction, fantastic. 
Scream, which is more into the horror, uh-huh. and then also you got Hush, which is m- very much horror. Hush. Is that the one I'm thinking of? Is that the Mike Flanagan one? Yes, it's the one with the the deaf um, protagonist. Yeah, that's. I mean, that's not a stalker. That's like a home invasion one. Yeah, it's home invasion. I guess I thought it was kind of comparable. Like but. I think, I think all of those. Yes, I I agree with you, and I would even, you know, accept that all of those are probably better mm-hmm. films, more interesting than Ma. Um, that being said, I think this one did a pretty good job of creating a good character for Ma, setting up like that she's pretty fucked up and and pretty scary in yeah. her own distinct way. It's not like over the top, but also, you know, it makes sense that it's not over the top because why would kids stay at her basement if she was like literally um, the most frightening person? Like if you had an actual Annie Wilkes, right? just super disturbing, um, the kids would be like, nope, just got a real bad feeling about this all of a sudden. And how Annie Wilkes works is like she had to trap right. the guy. Right. And that's that's why it works. Yeah, you know, this, so Ma, like I said, Ma, Ma is not, a, it's not sloppy, it's not poorly put together, it all makes really good sense. Ma doesn't even start out with any ill intentions. Like, she starts out just being someone who wants to, to help. Right. Really, really honestly. Right. And then she slowly transitions into, you know. Yeah, because she, she does, she, well, what happens is these kids ask her to help them buy alcohol Mm -hmm. and she's not willing. And then there's a moment where she sees the, the logo on the van that they're driving something about, you know, Hawkins security or, or whatever. And she recognizes the name as someone that she knows. And it's a small town. So there is like a little switch switch flips Right, and she's like, "Okay, there's a lot of little switches." That this play. is all. This is all of a sudden very interesting to me to be involved with these kids, and so she helps them out. But that being said, it feels very natural. I, th- that's one of the compliments I have about this movie is that the kids definitely, honestly, feel like kids. Yeah, um, teenagers wanting to get drunk. It probably. I mean, it's not my high school experience. I don't know how mu- how like prevalent drunken parties are it seems like these kids are having one like every other night yeah it's not my high school experience either at all but they 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 interact like kids one of the we'll we'll get to it later probably but one of the best um examples of that is when the guy asks out the protagonist that was like wow that is really how that really felt real that's really is how that would work yeah um and Ma felt like a real oh, character, yeah. like a real, like, just lady that was walking by. Like a real, like a, not only a real, a real character, a real person. Right. This person exists and you know them. Yeah. The person who, who was made fun of in high school and just only ever wanted to be accepted. And now they're, 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 they're an, older, they're, they're an adult. They're a nice person. They're a nice person because, because they went through suffering in their early life. That's how you get to be a good person. You suffer. Yeah. And she was a good person up until all these switches started flipping for her. And she started realizing, hey, there's a real chance that I could get revenge on the people who did me wrong in high school. And yeah. in that sense, Ma is a, 
is a really well done story. Uh, believable people. The, the, yeah. These weren't characters, they were people. Yeah. There's only a couple moments early on that were like, mm, maybe that should have been a much bigger red flag, <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah. And, and uh, yeah, they... What are you thinking? I'm skipping forward, but they go down to Ma's basement... Eventually, she she invites oh, him yes. in, and yes. she's like, "I'd rather have you drinking here than out driving," which makes total sense. Yeah. And then, for some reason, <laughs> one of the one of the jock kids or whatever just decides, "I'm going to be a massive fucking tool right now," and I'm going to be like, "Hey, man, you got to like put up a." Big screen over here. You gotta put a ping pong, ping pong table here, and gotta do all this stuff. And she's like, "Yeah, well, if I win the lottery, you know, like a normal person." And he's like, all of a sudden, yeah, is like gets up in her weird, grill. Yeah. weird teenage peer pressure flexing. Yeah, and he's like, "You want to be cool, don't you? You're, if you're not, if you don't want to do that, I guess you're not fucking cool. You're just a loser, you loser." And it's like. All right. That's yeah. That w- there weird. were a few little weird flexes like that where and it's then, like the writers, or or probably not the writers. Probably someone who is punching up the script was like, eh, "We need yeah. it to be more edgy." Yeah. And so her response is, uh, she whips out a revolver and puts it in his fucking mouth and makes him strip. <laughs> yeah, or and puts like, it on his cheek. He's like. She's, yeah, she's like, like get naked get right me, now. Show me all your dingus. And then he strips naked. And uh, to me, if I was those teenagers, that would be the most frightening and damaging experience in my life. It's time to leave. But for these teenagers, <laughs> good fun. That's a good one, Ma. Yeah. Hey. Because she, you know, because at the end she's like, <laughs> you're cute. You can put your clothes back on. I it like, was it was all in good fun. I like your little wing ding. <laughs> and then um, the kids are like, ah, ha, ha, uh, "Wow, what? What? <laughs> have uh, you ever had a gun pulled on you, Bryce? No, I have. Really, I've had a gun pulled on me by who? Okay, so my brother and I are in his car. We're driving down the freeway. We're on our way to the dorkiest thing I can imagine. Also, one of the funnest things I can imagine: a land party okay. where a bunch of dudes. Bring compu- and, and gals bring computers and play on play on their computers until the break of dawn, and uh, so we're driving down the freeway. My brother, you know, there's this part where uh, two freeways merge, and uh, and one guy in a Mustang, um, we cut we cut him off, um, not not meaning to, but you know, I mean, this is a merging this is a merging lane, right? Can I just say what is the big deal about being cut off, like? That has never like really bothered me. This is what traffic like, is. I people. was like, all right, I get there it. There are other people in. on the road, yeah, and you need to get along with them, yeah, all right, because you're in giant death machine. Yeah, okay, proceed. So this guy gets pissed off, and we're just dumb kids, and we so we're provocative. We're like, ha 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 ha, yeah, we're heading to a land, we're having a good time. I think. Uh, I can't. Re- I can't remember if we flipped him off or anything. I don't think we did. I think we laughed. I think we were just laughing. And uh, he gets right up next to our car and pulls out a pistol and rolls down his window and points it at us or something like that. And uh, I was. Jesus. I was immediately on the uh, on the phone for nine one one. I was like, shit. He's, he's headed to Oregon. He's crossing state lines right now. Did you get his license plate? Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. And you you called him. Mm-hmm. Did you ever hear anything about it? Never again? heard anything about it again. Wow. Yeah, that's the one time I got a, had a gun pulled on me. Wow, that's crazy. Anywho, back to mom. Remember who? I mean, this guy was a real jerk. Yeah, he was a real jerk. So the kids are partying outside one night after Ma buys them buys them booze, and uh, this is before she invites them yeah. to their house. Right, directly before. Yeah, they're, a gr- they're, great drink, they're drinking at the rock pile. Uh huh. At the old rock pile. <laughs> Uh, Which is also like, is that a thing? I just a rock pile. Well, we had a rock pit. Rock pit. We had the pit. Okay. Yeah, we called it the pit. All right. Uh, we didn't drink there. We played paintball, and there probably some of the guys drank there. Um. Anyway, so they get so a cop rolls up on them while they're partying, and uh, oh, and it's because Ma called the cops, tips them off. Right. Anyway, so the cop rolls up on them, and he's. He gets all or up wait, in she calls no, she calls the dad. That's right, the Hawkins kid's dad. That's right, because she recognizes the name. She tips him off, and then some, he calls the cops. Some kids, your kid's going to be partying at the rock pile tonight. Mm-hmm. He's like, "Damn it, my fucking kid partying! Only I can party." And so he calls his buddy, who's on who's on the police force, and is like, "Hey, can you go check it out tonight?" His buddy rolls down there, catches the kid, and he says one of the one of the best lines ever that made me laugh a lot. He goes, yeah. "I played." He goes, "I." He catches them all, and he's pointing a flashlight in their faces, and getting all up in their grill, and he's like, "I played football with your dad, and he was a dick." So get out of here. Scram. <laughs> I was like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's a very cop thing to do. Right. Because it's like, what am I going to do? Am I going to spend all night doing paperwork on five kids just having a good time out right. here? Yeah. And it's like, no, I just. Plus just... it also establishes the guy's dad is a huge dick. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, which which is an important part of this movie because yeah. his dad was the guy who. You know, yeah. took advantage mm-hmm. of Ma. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, they were. Cons- hey, Ma! <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Hey, Mom! <laughs> um. So, uh, with all that, all these these criticisms, I've kind of leveled at Ma. I do think that, like I've said before, I think it's a well together, well put together movie that has a lot of things going for it. So some of the good about Ma is, as I've said, let me just expand on some of these things. The direction. It is solid. At no point in Ma did I feel like I was watching a poorly put together movie. All the actors were on point. All the camera work made sense and accomplished what it was what it was setting out to do. Nothing got in too much in the way of the story other than some of the corny dialogue. And like mm, there wasn't that much of that. Yeah, there's not too much ham fistedness. In, no. in the movie, it, it all felt like it kind of makes sense within the the universe of the story. Yeah, there wasn't a lot of artistry in the direction uh, in Ma, uh, except for staying out of the way of the story, which I think helped to make this a better movie. The acting, as we've mentioned before, all the characters were well acted. Um, Octavia Spencer, as your star role in this movie, is critical, I think. I yeah. think for this kind of movie... For a movie with a menacing, revenge-seeking person, you need to have someone like Octavia Spencer who can really, like Kathy Bates, like... Yeah, who can bring it. Who can fucking bring it. Yeah, I mean, when I saw the trailer, I was wondering, like, why is she in this? Right, and now it makes sense. It's so weird because... 
like I said, I expected it was going to be like a hundred percent like Greta, where she's luring in these kids mm-hmm. to torture them upstairs. And I was like, why would Octavia Spencer be interested in being in like a generic slasher, right? Um, horror movie, like entrapment horror movie. And it wasn't, it wasn't that. And yeah. it was, it was a lot of, um, character development around Ma and like the internal world of, of Ma. Um, I, I, there was just enough for, uh, Academy Award winner to sink their teeth into just, yeah. a, just enough to justify it. just enough. Yeah. yeah. And I think all the kids did a really good job of, of doing exactly what they were told and more like they right. were, they were good. They were believable. They were kids. Uh, they were the anybody's. Yeah. Uh, Ma, let me also say that the soundtrack in this movie was fabulous. This is the kind of soundtrack that I there, I love in movies. There is one moment that threw me that like pulled me out of the of the movie. Okay, was there's just a giant group of teen. Eventually, like there's just a giant group of teenagers that are always in Ma's basement. Yeah, just um, partying. They're sitting around, and then this moment, Ma turns on. A song and everyone's like, "Oh fuck yeah, yeah, this is my jam." Oh fuck yeah, and that song, "Safety Dance." I'm like, um, "This is your jam." Maybe, maybe like Generation Z kids aren't like huge into uh, safety dance. S S S S A A A A F S. You can dance if you want to. You can leave your friends behind. <laughs> yeah, that was, and if you don't dance, and when you don't dance with her, no friends of mine. See, this is why we need to go see the movie together, because I didn't barely pick up on that. I was just like, I love the safety dance. <laughs> I was like, yeah, this is my jam. Wee! I mean, yes, it's a great song, in a way. In context. And ironically, maybe, but mm-hmm. just having like a bunch of Gen Z kids like... Fuck yeah! I remember the first time I fucked it was to this song, Safety Dance. <laughs> I'm so safe when I have sex. Oh, I use a vaginal dam and a condom at the same time. <laughs> uh, yeah, so <laughs> Ma had a great soundtrack full of disco and club hits from the 70s and early 80s. The party vibes feel felt simultaneously fun and foreboding, which was a huge plus to this movie. The, which is important, and I feel like a part of most of these kind of parties. Yeah, I kind of feel like the idea... So I came from a very, very conservative background. I didn't drink until last year. Mm. <laughs> you know, I mean... 30... Basically, I'm 39. 36. Yeah, almost 40. When I started... <laughs> drinking alcohol so i mean take my opinion with a grain of salt but the idea of an older person saying i'd rather have you drinking in my house um than out drinking on your own to me i'm like yeah but that's an endorsement of drinking when you're young so maybe don't do that that's kind of to me dangerous it's like a tacit agreement that like yes i approve yeah even though you don't approve it's dangerous for a lot of reasons, right? It's dangerous to the person who's saying that to the kids because it's like, well, I mean, when kids drink, it can get pretty out of hand, you know? Yeah. I mean, I've 
I've never been a, uh, someone who gets blackout drunk. It d- doesn't really ever happen to me. Yeah, teenagers and kids do don't that. generally have a well-developed executive function. Right. They uh, don't make good choices already, and then drinking reduces yeah, your, your ability, ability. To, to know when to stop. Yeah, it's a, it, that's a real dangerous, slippery slope that uh, I, I don't... Yeah, it, but on the other hand, I, I tell you what, a lot of my friends... Uh, uh, drink, drank and drove, you know, and uh, that's super dangerous. Unless you're me, I'm fabulous at it. <laughs> I actually am really good. Uh huh. I am. I there are droves of people <laughs> who will tell you that. Uh, no, yeah. but until until you get pulled over and get your first DUI, yeah, and ruin your life. Yeah, for real, man. That that shit is going to ruin your actual life. Yeah, yeah. I went to so don't traffic court for a parking ticket. I think I've talked about it on the pod before. <laughs> yeah. But it was <laughs> seeing the people that are coming in about DUIs, they're Oof. just like, Oh, well you're just you're just fucked. Yeah. Like that's that's it. Yeah. For you. Don't do it. Like, yeah. Anyways. So how about like Facebook so a, a big a big part of this movie was um manipulation over social media. Right. Mm-hmm. And it just I've seen enough movies now where Facebook is just the de facto social media platform of choice. It's either Facebook or nameless brand. Well, this one was I guess the brand wasn't a huge part of it, but I'm pretty sure like it was pretty much uh pushing Instagram. Oh, was it? Yeah. Yeah, I mean they're owned by Facebook or Snapchat. <laughs> I mean it was sending sending lots of like yeah, like short videos and selfies. Yeah. Don't make me drink alone. Don't make me drink alone. So but yeah, I mean the the idea of like an older person easily finding all of those children <laughs> on social media and stalking them is like another one of those like yeah, that is kind of disturbing that you can do that. Oh, yeah. And that's not like an unbelievable hack. Well, you do that all the time, right? Yeah. 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 Remember, it's, it's, and pretty this... much any children that I see walking down the street, I'm like, all right, I'll take a photo and then, you right. know, just scan right. Facebook for them. Well, now you, know. you have, now there's Google. God Lens. damn, look at those hot children. <laughs> yeah, look at them. Now there's Google Lens, right? And that basically gives you a portal. To do that with everything, to scan people's faces, <laughs> QR codes, to translate languages, it's pretty sweet. Super stocking tool, Google Google Lens. Get it at the Play Store now. So this re- reminded me of Get Out. Remember Get Out? Do you remember that? Uh huh. Do you remember their shameless product placement of Windows phones and Microsoft products and uh-huh. Bing? Right. It was like get on Bing. <laughs> like I think that phrase was actually uttered, and we just gave it a pass. Yeah, I binged him. I binged him. <laughs> like are you fucking out of your mind? Who says that? That's a, you, are you a, are you a Microsoft employee? Yeah. For some reason, like there's some things that just pull you out, and one of them is whenever they don't use Google. Yeah, oh, yeah. It's like all right, something's hugely wrong here. What's happening? What's going on? And for some reason, when they have. A computer that's not a Mac in a Hollywood film, it just feels weird because every feels like every computer in a Hollywood film is a Mac. Right. Got that Apple insignia on it. Right. Um, but maybe it's usually like 
if it's not a Mac, it's another really, really nice computer, and, and people don't have really, really nice computers. They just have a generic laptop or something. Yeah, where, you, the, where, where are all the see, cum stains? Yeah, you never... <laughs> You never see an Acer laptop in a Hollywood movie. Whoa, shots fired, like, right? Well, there goes our Acer sponsorship. You, you either see like a Sony, a Sony Xperia or whatever, like yeah. Sony product that Trinitron. looks super, super <laughs> slick. And you're like, I've never seen a PC that looked that nice, but... That's because they're, no one's going to pay for $2,000 for a PC laptop. Yeah. They're, if they would, they'd just buy a Mac. Yeah. So, anyways. The bad about Ma, in my opinion, and I've kind of mentioned this a little bit, there was no way to make the stakes very high in this. The vast majority of this movie was Ma trying to get the kids to party with her. And when the kids started kind of like pulling away because it was getting a little too weird or just too frequent or, or too much... She resorted to lame high school level attempts to raise the stakes, like stealing your boyfriend and your jewelry and show up at your house to talk to your mom. That's not scary. And it wasn't threatening with Octavia Spencer. It just didn't feel that threatening. They don't raise the stakes in Ma until the very end, at which point it's almost like they realize that nothing happened in the whole movie and they decided to throw the kitchen sink at it. Yeah, I mean, it's... I, I could see how you'd view it that way. I think the the menacing of like kind of weirdly going after Maggie's boyfriend and just randomly them noticing like, hey, our jewelry is disappearing. To me, that is slowly ramping up the there's something wrong here, um, but maybe too slow. You yeah, know? and just it's inconsequential, you know. It, yeah, I mean, okay, so she took your earrings. There's all kinds of people that'll take your earrings. <laughs> Trust me. Come over to my house sometime. This movie didn't rely on jump scares. There was like two, maybe. Uh, mostly it relied on building tension, and it just didn't do that very well uh, if for me. It just just felt kind of flat the whole Yeah, way it was much more... Maybe, maybe that's what it was like. It could have... Yes, it could have done a better job building the tension and building the stakes and, and payoff. But to me, it made up for it with the... Um, just the the story and the characters and their interaction with each other just felt believable and felt like yeah where's this going kind of yeah. thing. I don't know um, it is revealed midway through the movie that Ma has pent up shame and anger about how she was treated by her peers when she was in high school and she begins obviously to hatch the plan to get back at all of her old classmates by ruining the lives of their kids, mm -hmm. right? So there's a particularly disturbing flashback that we've talked about quite a bit already where uh, Ma has... She she has a flashback about a boy in high school asking her for a blowjob in the janitorial closet. You know how things go. They escalated in the janitorial closet, and she obliges him, which I can only assume a girl would regret a bit, especially considering the janitor closet. And to add insult to injury, he has the whole student body waiting outside of the closet to find out, how, quote, how she was. And they're all laughing. And it's a bunch of white kids. They're all going to laugh at you. They're all going to laugh at you. And it's a bunch of white kids pointing at a, uh, at a uh, young black woman. And they could have done a little bit more about that. But on the other hand, I appreciate not being slapped in the face with the overt racism thing. Mm -hmm. But... 
But it, uh, it, it was like it, it could, was in it was the eighties, though. So it's like not like I don't know. It was still racist in the eighties, but not like pre civil rights racism. Well, there was an undertone, right? Because it was all white kids and the one black person, I think, and they're all I think pointing and laughing at her. A lot and, of it was like she. It was, it was making a much bigger point about how mousy and nerdy she was. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Younger than she was different because she was black. Right. Definitely. Right. There's a there's just a an under a, an unspoken, very obvious like, oh, this is potentially a weird racial racial thing. Uh-huh. And I've seen a few a few articles that have come across my feed that have said things like Ma didn't go far enough with the racism thing. And yeah. they're not necessarily wrong, but on the other hand, let's... Yeah, not let's, everything has to be about that. Yes. Let's take a step back and go, well, isn't it good if if people are just treating people on, based on their merit, even if it is treating them terribly? Like, if yeah. it's not because... We're treating her poorly because she's a nerd, not because... We don't see the color of her skin. Uh-huh. We just see how stupid and nerdy she is. Like, there's a thin hair of positivity in that. Right. However fucked yeah. up that sounds. And that's how we see it as cisgendered white males. And so that's how it should be. <laughs> right. Right. It's very important <laughs> that you all believe what I believe. I want to say before we we uh, get any further, for, for my good th- things... Um, I could watch an entire movie of Octavia Spencer dancing in slow mo. <laughs> Why? And, and there's a good portion of this movie that's that because it's just delightful. It watching, is delightful. watching her have fun and dance. She's just like, having a good time doing the robot, doing like the fish <laughs> thing, and it's like there's a lot of the trailer that shows like her dancing. It's like, man, I would want to drink with Ma, too. Yeah. Don't make me drink alone. Don't make me drink alone. <laughs> you get it, Ma. So, uh, as it turns out, Ma has a daughter who we kind of met early in the movie. Maggie, the main character, helped the daughter when her wheelchair was oh, broken down. You know, I completely forgot about that. This, that was, was like the crux of the whole thing. Yeah, I was like... <laughs> It's so funny because yeah, they introduce her later. Later in the movie, yeah, I totally suffered to David in this one. Well, fuck you, Cause, buddy. Because they're like, "Oh yeah, don't you remember her?" And I was like, "No, I don't. Who I don't remember. I don't remember there being an interaction with a, a black girl ever in this movie." But yeah, so it was the at the start of the very, movie. Very first interaction was there was a girl in a wheelchair that was underpowered, and she had to help her up a little hill. Right. I just remembered that when you said that. That's right. crazy. And Ma, this is this girl uh, who is handicapped or handicapable or disabled or whatever the word is that I'm supposed to use for that. Uh, Retarded, right? <laughs> you said the R word. Uh, that's Ma's daughter, uh, who she keeps locked up upstairs and convinced that she is very sick, very, very sick in a very similar to the real-life tale of Dee Dee Blanchard and Gypsy, which uh, has My recently... cat? Yeah, no, not that Gypsy. Oh. Which has recently been made into a miniseries called The Act that's available on Hulu. And it is a really creepy real-life story huh. of a mom who 
basically does that. Who's like, no, you're sick. You're very sick. You have to be in a wheelchair. You can't walk. Let's shave all your hair off so you look like a cancer patient. Also, oh, yeah, you was remember this the one, now. Was this the one that like did like the GoFundMe stuff yep. around her kid? I believe like, so. Really? Okay. And then, uh, and then Gypsy, her daughter, kills her. Yeah. Like fucking no, she gets her she get she gets a boyfriend and gets convinces the boyfriend to kill her. That kid's doing a hard time now. <laughs> like, but shouldn't there be a pass in some situations? I mean, if your mom keeps you a pri- keeps you as a prisoner, feeds you opiates and all kinds of drugs, well, convinces yeah, there, you that you're sick. Yeah, there's a pass. You get someone else to kill her and then you get to go free. <laughs> Gaslights you for your whole life and then you've got to kill her to get out of that situation. Shouldn't just everybody in that scenario just kind of like dust their hands off? Man, you want to talk done? about like a f- like a subcategory of frightening scenarios is whenever women decide to fake something and get people Oof. to buy into it, like that is or anyone scary. So if, if women you come or across, men, yeah, but especially I don't know. There's something about women in particular that can it does seem to happen a little bit more uh with women so the stories about women that are faking cancer that are like yeah i have cancer and then they talk about how sick they are and shave their heads and get a bunch of sympathy around it that's like a subset there's a lot of stories about that kind of thing and then another one false rape accusations yeah that and then another frightening subset, I've heard Dr. Drew talk about this, where women fake a pregnancy. Yeah. And they, I was about to say They that. really get, you know, they entrap a, their boyfriend by saying that they're pregnant. Mm-hmm. And, you know, can you imagine not being pregnant and trying to convince someone for eight or nine months that you are pregnant? And what happens <laughs> is... If you hear a story about a woman that is killed, oh, a pregnant woman that's killed and their baby is stolen or cut out, oh like yes, most of the time it's related to a story of a woman faking a pregnancy right. and needing to show proof of it somehow. Yes. So I, yeah. she kills another Whew. woman to take the baby out oh. so she can say that she had a miscarriage. Wow. Like that's a it's not common, but wow. <laughs> if you if you do see a story of of a woman that's pregnant getting murdered and their baby stolen, 9 times out of 10 according to Dr. Drew, it's the situation where a woman is trying to cover her tracks for a fake pregnancy. That's chilling to the point of like my mind shutting down like i just don't want to think about it and so i go what a thing and then (laughs) and that's that's like one of the few areas in which women can be more frightening than men (laughs) it's like they're capable of that the pathology is all on their own yeah yeah well i mean yeah but on the on the whole Dude's pretty aggressive comparatively. Right. I mean, <laughs> the vast majority of the, the men are crimes. men are definitely more frightening than women. But if you if you're looking for ways that women can be frightening in a unique way, that's that's one of them. So, so Ma keeps her daughter locked up upstairs. That's why nobody can go upstairs. At some point, she murders a woman by driving over her in her car. That woman is named Mercedes. So she hits a Mercedes with her Ford. <laughs> 
and kills the Mercedes. Uh, that was the girlfriend. That, that's also, can I just say that's a perfect name for that character? Yeah, it's a totally, woman named yeah. Mercedes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it, it was dead on. Uh, and there's a great line when um, Maggie's mom was asking her boyfriend about... So Mercedes is the girl that that um, Maggie's boyfriend's dad is dating. Mm-hmm. And uh, so Maggie's mom is like, well, what do you... Uh, how do you feel about Mercedes? And he's he goes, I'm more of a Porsche guy. <laughs> it was a I thought that was a great line. Yeah, it's a good one. Just like not saying I hate her fucking guts and she's a, a vapid, you know, cancer in my life. Yeah, saying I like other cars. Mm, yeah, more of a Porsche guy. Yeah, and uh, and so Ma kind of spirals to the point where she gets all the kids, the original five kids together in her basement, drugs them all, a very Greta-esque kind of yeah. hypodermic needle um, situation where she drugs them all and then chains them up with collars and proceeds to do crazy things to each of them. Like, the black kid isn't black enough, so he she paints his face white. And the, um, the, the kid with good skin, she gives him a scar uh, with an iron uh, by burning him. And then... Yeah. And she does all this stuff, uh, and it's... It's whatever. Yeah, I gotta say, that is a little unearned. Like, it's... It ramps... Yeah, it does it kind of... It ramps like, into craziness, and it's like, whoa, okay. Yeah. Then the house burns down, and uh, the the. Uh, mm. Oh, you didn't you didn't talk about the, the Hawkins father guy. Yeah, she, he he confronts her and is like, "My I I put a tracker on my son's truck, and he's over here. Like you gotta, like if he's ever over here again, I'm gonna call the police, kind of thing." Yeah. And then, um, she basically figures out a way to trap him, and she like drugs him and then chains him to her bed and i thought it was going to go a different way <laughs> personally i thought she was just going to like you know use him as her sex slave because right. he embarrassed her or whatever yeah. but instead she cuts his wrist and then puts a blood transfusion into the other arm that i think is dog blood Ugh. i'm like about i'm i'm about 90% sure that that was supposed to be blood from a dog Ugh. and uh anyways when the house burns down, she goes up and cuddles with him in the end. Yeah, she goes up and cuddles with him to the death. Because she was, she had a huge crush on him and then... Gave him a blowy. They, they, he liked it a lot. Yeah. He liked it a lot. And she, and then she got made fun of and she was not about that. So, Okay. Another thing that we need to rewind for is another moment that took me out of it <laughs> is that when Ma calls the dad early on in the movie to tattle on the kids for drinking at the rock pile. Um, do you remember what, what the dad was doing? No. He was getting a blowjob for Mercedes. That's like the introduction of oh, his character. He's, okay. he's sitting in his truck and getting a blowjob yeah, right. for Mercedes. Gets a call about his son drinking. And then he's like... He Only I up. can get my dick wet in this family. And he, he uh, hangs up and he's like... I gotta call the police, and then the Mercedes goes back to blow him, and he's like, "No, get no, get off of me." And I thought, like, you know, I think you'd probably just like get the blowjob, <laughs> like, wouldn't you? 
Yeah. Wouldn't you be like, all right, let's let's hurry it up because I got to call the cops in a minute. That's the whole point of the blowjob is to forget about your son drinking, right? I mean, it's not going to take that long. Like, you can still call the cops and, and no more, also get a blowjob. No more blowjob. Things that brings Bryce out of a movie. Yes. I mean, it's just unbelievable. <laughs> Final recommendations. Uh, here's who I think should watch this movie. If you're looking for the movie equivalent of mild Taco Bell sauce, this is it. Not offensive, not much to say, not very memorable, but good on anything. Like, yeah, I mean, I think that's perfect because I love mild sauce from Taco Bell. It's just, it's not going to offend you, really. It's, yeah. you know, it's just, it's going to, anybody can do it. You know, yeah. anybody can handle ma pretty much. Yeah. In my opinion, although that's not true because my cousin definitely couldn't. She'd yeah. be out of there within the first frame. It's just like, a little less spicy. It's just a little less spicy. So with that, what what about, so is that, do you agree with that final recommendation? Or? Yeah, I think if you have a hankering for a Spankering? kind of a revenge movie or just watching a villain that's kind of close to uh, Annie Wilkes. Um, a little less threatening and menacing than Annie Wilkes, but good. Um, if you're an Octavia Spencer fan, it's it's pretty good. Um, if you want to watch a protagonist that looks almost like she should be Anne Hathaway's daughter, <laughs> um, you could watch this. Yeah, like a cartoon version of Anne Hathaway. Yeah, <laughs> like even more. Anne I mean, Hathaway. she looks almost exactly like Anne, young Anne Hathaway. Right. Like pre. Like the a anime, manicured the, eyebrows. The anime Anne version of Anne, Anne Hathaway. Yeah. yeah. So, I, I mean, I recommend it. I think it's definitely, I mean, if you're looking for a movie to see, there's a lot of movies out right now that are really good. So um, it's kind of hard to say, like, it's a must-see in the theater. Yeah. But it's good enough to see in the theater. I don't think you'd you'd be mad about paying for a ticket. Unless you're me. Unless you're David. So with that, let's move on to taglines. Here's tagline. Okay, I have a I have a bunch of taglines, but they're <laughs> they're mostly jokes. I mean, not more so than <laughs> than normal. That's all right. Okay, so you go you go first. I've got several. Okay, so my first one is a clip from the Simpsons and I feel like the lead up is is necessary. So this is about a minute long. Oh, I feel like people are going to people are going to appreciate the lead in. It's not really a tagline as much as it's a, it's a, a funny it's, joke that you want to share. The tagline comes at the end. Okay. Some folk will never raise gun, but then again, some folk will like Cletus, the slack-jawed yokel. Hey, what's going on on this side? Hey, Brandine. You might could wear these to your job interview. And scuff up the topless dancing runway? Nah, you best bring them back where from you got them. Okay. Back you go. Two weights for a woman of less discriminating taste. He throws it on the power line. Most folk will never lose a toe 
Dang roof, Ma. All right. Ma. Hey, Ma! Can we get some meatloaf? <laughs> How could it be anything else? All right. All right. All right I have another clip. All right. <laughs> Sim- please, please tell me it's less than a minute long. Half the time. Okay. Less than half the time. Kids, where are you? Oh, I should preface this. This is Ma calling in her party kids to to come party with right, her. Right, right. So this, here we go. Dermot. <laughs> Kids, we're eating dinner tonight. Come on, Tiffany, Heather, Cody, Dylan, Dermot, Jordan, Taylor, Brittany, Wesley, Rumor, Scout, Cassidy, Zoe, Chloe, Max, Hunter, Kendall, Caitlin, Noah, Sasha, Morgan, Kira, Ian, Lauren, Cubert, Phil. <laughs> See, so Ma had a lot of kids coming over, and... There's a lot of parallels between Ma and Cletus from uh-huh. The Simpsons. Right, right. All right, completely different one. Ma! Hey, Mom! The meatloaf! <laughs> we want it now! The meatloaf! <laughs> what is she doing? I never know what she's doing back there. What? Is that from Step Brothers? No, that's from uh, Wedding Crashers. Oh, I've never, I've never seen You've never wedding. seen Wedding Crashers? Never oh, seen yeah. it. Will Ferrell... We- Plays a great character. We want the meatloaf. What's she doing in there? Mm. I never know what she's doing. That's actually a great, pretty good one for a ma. Here we go. Here we go. Ma, yo ma's so poor the ducks throw bread at her. Oh god! Now it's just gonna. Oh be- god! It's just gonna be yo mama jokes. Ma, Mean Girls, the long game. Ooh, that is Mean Girls, the long game. Yo mama's so classless, she's a Marxist utopia. <laughs> that doesn't even make sense. Yes, it does. No classes in Marxist. Ma, don't make her drink alone. No. Don't make her drink alone. Yo ma's so nasty, they used to call them jumpolines till your mama bounced on oh, one. <laughs> jumpolines. Jumpolines. <laughs> Uh, that shouldn't be so funny. <laughs> Ma, I knew we should be afraid of black people. Whoa. Let's just breeze right past that one. Yo mama's so well respected within her profession that I bet she'll get another raise and promotion this year, despite the downward tra- trajectory of the economy. <laughs> All right. Last one and last racist one. Soup, uh, Ma. It's like super bad, but with a crazy black lady. <laughs> That's not racist. Right. Yo ma is so dead that she'll never hug you again. <laughs> That's my favorite one. All right. Your ma is so dead that she'll never <laughs> hug you again. <laughs> oh, and that was Taglines. taglines. Okay, so now we got some of that horror movie news. You got a horror movie news. This just Thanks to uh, King of All Badgers for that drop. Yeah, thank you, King of All Badgers. So first thing on the docket, 
Um, the Perfection, which is a Netflix original, has been uh, – this was reported by We Got This Covered – is so disturbing that people are becoming physically ill because of it. Yeah, I was almost wanting to do that this week too, like to record another one. I haven't seen it yet. We We might have to do that next week. Yeah, uh, we should probably do a review on that one. Yeah, because I think that looks good. Yeah, I agree. Uh, yeah, so this is a movie that uh, bugs are featured prominently in. Uh, here are some tweets from real people about the the perfection. I actually feel physically sick after watching The Perfection. I couldn't take the bugs, man. I was about to turn the movie off, but I'm glad I didn't. The ending was good. Here's another one. Woke up early to watch The Perfection before work this morning. Literally about to call in sick. LMAO. That was fucked up. And finally, let me see here. Let me find a good one. I haven't seen the whole thing, but I watched some scenes from The Perfection on Netflix, and it's literally making me feel sick. So definitely not watching it. It just goes on this way. People not feeling good about The Perfection because disturbing. Mm-hmm. So that was pretty interesting to me. So maybe, maybe check that out. Uh, screen rat, uh, actually bloody disgusting. Uh, it broke some news about Robert England is getting his own documentary about him. England, who, as you may or may not know, starred as the original Freddy Krueger and starred as Freddy Krueger in eight movies and a couple of shows, including his own show in the nineties. Uh, has a documentary that I don't know. I don't know where it's going to come to rest to live, but he's having a documentary made about him and presumably about Freddie himself. So that should be interesting. Uh, Blabbermouth.net reports on Metallica's leading guitarist, Kirk Hammett, having a horror movie exhibit at Ontario Museum in Toronto. And I just had to bring this up because uh, I love Metallica. Nothing more horrifying than seeing a modern Metallica show. Oh, man, man. I've never been so disappointed or let down by heroes, true heroes. And they had a fucking drum circle. It was a drum circle, Bryce. And they weren't even real drums. They were electric like bongo top drums. Wow. I I I have no words. Anyway, so he's ha- he is apparently a big horror head and he's he's um he's got a lot of horror paraphernalia, a lot of originals and stuff like that and it's going to be um on display in Toronto at uh, the Ontario Museum. So if you're local to there, which I know we have some listeners in Toronto, you should check that out. I don't know when it's going to be, but I'm sure you can Google that shit and find out. Kirk Hammett Horror Movie Exhibit. And finally, there is a creep... This is my... This is... I'm very excited for this. Creep Show is getting a show made on Shudder. So the vignette movie... Creep Show, which featured a bunch of short stories that I had a lot of fun with. I think I gave it an eight out of ten. Is actually having a a show made about it, and it'll be it'll live on Shutter. 
So if you need any more reasons to to go check out Shudder, other than the fact that a lot of our libraries uh, of movies that we've reviewed are on there, this is another this is another reason to check out Shudder because Creep Show the show is coming to it. Also, Critters, uh, a new binge, is also available on Shudder, and it's redonk. It's very silly and fun. So I should mention, at the end of Horror Movie News, here's a little bit of news. Uh, I, we've never really come out and said this. We've kind of alluded to it pretty much every episode. But as always, we always give priority to new horror movies. So if you want to watch the movie that we're going to review before we review it, check out the newest horror movie in theaters on opening weekend, and you'll be ahead of the curve. So, Yeah. yeah. And like, but also it's a service. Like if you if you want to know what the movie's like, um, you can not see it on the opening weekend. Sure, listen to the review part of the episode, and then maybe save the spoilers until after you watch it. Yeah, if you, you decided, can do that too. If you decided if we like tell you it's a piece of shit and you're not going to watch it, I think the spoilers will be interesting. And if if it's really good and we really love it, then you could just press pause. Yeah, go see it and then listen to the rest of it Totes. later. Yeah, totes. So with that, thank you very much for listening to Horror Movie Talk. We appreciate you very much. Make sure to make sure to share this episode post with a friend. Share the share the pod with a friend. It's the it's the way we we grow, and we really rely on our listeners to to share us. So please do that. It'll help us out a whole lot. Also, if you want to help us out, rate and review us on iTunes or Stitcher or wherever you listen to the pod. And if you would like to help us out, go ahead and enter HMT at checkout at Shudder.com and get 30-day free trial of that service. That's a horror movie streaming service. If you want to support us directly, you can always become a patron on Patreon by going to our website, HorrorMovieTalk.com. Check out the link in the header. It says become a patron. The other way you can support us is just by shopping on Amazon. Go to our website. Click that button, it takes you to Amazon, and then you buy whatever you want, and we get a decent little kickback from that. It's not it's not small. It is small, but it's not as small as you may think. Yeah, I'm just going to say about Patreon, if you become a patron, you'll have access to um, exclusive content, like after the show today, we're going to be recording an after-pod episode that will be released the same day as this episode, so you can... Uh, leave you know the podcast off and then go to patreon and listen to the after pod and i think today we'll be talking about my foot probably (laughs) because we didn't talk much about it in the episode today um but yeah join us on patreon the hot uh, foot talk and uh get access to exclusive content like after pods and mini pods like our review of chernobyl yeah um so if you're looking for more horror movie talk content there are exclusive patreon patreon patron stuff on patreon so become a become a founding member right now get that that five dollar rate uh uh, that's all that's all it costs to become the ultimate horror movie talk founding member founding member patron thing now i'm rambling yeah, you don't need to do five dollars either. Like you can, you can donate less, but you won't be a founding member. You'll just be a very, very, very nice person that yeah. gives us money, and you'll you'll fit into a tier somewhere. Uh-huh. 
And with that, thank you very much for listening, and y'all have a great week. We love you. We love you. Bye-bye. Bye. she's doing back there.